Listener Production. Put your feet up and forget about every buzzword from these unprecedented times. Pivot. The new normal. Social distancing. Your microphone is not on. Click on the button with the picture of the microphone. Every time. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Hello and a happy Monday morning to you. Hope you're waking up okay. Bit of sad news over the weekend, Matt. The shocks keep coming when it comes to unexpected deaths. Um, Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters passing away at 50 on tour. It was over in Colombia. Very, very sudden and, yeah, so devastating to so many people in the music community. A really vibrant dude. Are you a Foo Fighters fan? Certainly growing up, I was a big Foo Fighters fan. But uh, you got to interview him. Yeah, we, I was lucky enough to chat to him a couple of times. Just a really positive dude, really open. Um, not only when the Foo Fighters came in and like hung out for an hour at Triple J, all, all five of them at the time were in the studio. But we also interviewed him for his side project, uh, which came out in about 2010. I released a couple of albums, but I think in 2010 we talked to him about... Um, Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders, which was a really cool side project. I didn't know that he was Alanis Morissette's drummer originally before he got, like, recruited by the Foo Fighters. Mate, such an incredible performer as well. And, yeah, if you want to make yourself happy, like, YouTubing performances, you can see the joy that that Taylor had up there on the drums when he's doing that. So, yeah, rest in peace, but very, very sad stuff. And we're going to try and pick things up and, yeah, have a look at a few different things this morning, but whilst also sharing our uh, best wishes to the music community. Yeah, absolutely. Look, there's some uh, more positive things that happened over the weekend, so let's dive right into our Monday morning show. This is Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. And look, before we do begin, I am in a different studio today, so apologies for the mic qualities, uh, a little bit up and down, the old teething problems, but it should be a big show, Matt O'Kine. Let's jump in. Good morning. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Oh, big weekend, Alex Dyson. Big weekend. Wasn't it just Matt O'Kine? And not only because I was at the Lake Bolac Eel Festival, but I mean. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> no. Why would I Wait. joke about something like that? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, sorry, I just. I didn't realise that eels were at the level of celebration that they got their own festival. Mate. The Lake Bolak Eel Festival was um, sick. I, I was going to say more discussion about it tomorrow for our campaign trail segment. But honestly, yeah, it was really good vibes out there. Beautiful day. But you're right, globally, so much stuff going on. I mean, you might have been part of the tens of thousands of people who um, stormed the SCG as Aussie Rules superstar Lance Buddy Franklin kicked his thousandth Goal. So a couple of things I heard, and I saw a um, there was a footy show on Channel 9 that was kind of talking about the danger of it because really mm. it did look pretty hectic. Mm. And they talked about how ill-prepared the stadium seemed to be. There were 38 security guards assigned to it mm-hmm. and 12 police officers. And i got to tell you, <laughs> did not see a single one of them. In, like, I reckon they ran. I reckon they just saw the crowd and went, I'm out. Like I didn't get paid enough to be... On this field with that many people. I saw two players, two players end up outside on the street. Yeah. Did you see the photo? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my (laughs) God. They just saw the crowds chase. They went, I'm out of here. They ended up just running off the field. And they went to get back in, but they didn't have their security accreditation. (laughs) (laughs) They just did full swans gear. (laughs) A lot of people saying it probably won't happen again, an AFL player kicking a 1,000 goals. There's only six of them so far. And and this happens every time. Is this like a tradition? 
Yeah, so it's if you kick a thousand goals ever, I guess. Uh, but it's also what has been more frequent over the years is if you kick a hundred goals in a season, everyone mobs the field. Well, dude, how many um, podcasts have we done? I don't know, producer Bron. Have you got the got the data? We're coming up to five hundred very soon. Okay, <laughs> if we on our one thousandth podcast, we do it live from the SCG. <laughs> Yeah, goodness. And we get more than 12 police officers. We'd only yep. need one, to be honest. And then, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let's talk to producer Bron. We're going to be chatting to you very soon. Because what's happened, Bron? <laughs> I know, it's a bit of a blast from the past, but my partner Steve has is positive for COVID, so we're isolating oh. at the moment. I am somehow have dodged it, touch wood, for the last couple of days. I'm starting to feel invincible, but I don't want to well, do it. My sister somehow <laughs> did it as well. Her partner got it. It was. It's so tough to keep your distance. We're living in a one-bedroom sort of yeah. situation. Maybe it's your booster doing some good things for your bron. I think so. Well, touch wood. So some good things, Alex Dyson. Aside mm. from, um, you know, I was watching the Socceroos and they lost to Japan, obviously, last Thursday. That was a stinker. But how about North Macedonia? FKA I know. Macedonia <laughs> knocking out Italy for two World Cups in a row. They would oh. be livid, the Italians. I tell you what. But anyways, look, one of the more positive things. Hey, I stepped outside my comfort zone. Okay, big shout out to Ronnie Chang. He was playing at the State Theatre. Oh, I did want to bring night. this up. Bro, Boilermakers are back, baby. All right. Ronnie Chang asked me to support. I said, I'm not going to support. Well, Ronnie Ching in the country, he's blown up overseas, uh, being on The Daily Show as a, as a correspondent, back in Australia doing some huge venues for stand-up. And when you're talking very, people to get up big. and do some stand-up comedy, Matt O'Kine's phone starts a ringing. But little did Ronnie know, Matt has retired from stand-up comedy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I probably should have told him earlier because when I got there to sound check, I agreed to do the show, but only if I could do a Boilermaker set. I don't think the message got passed on to Ronnie very Yeah, he's like <laughs> expecting some relatable stand-up and Matt accepts, doesn't tell Ronnie he's going to do a musical gig <laughs> for his Aussie hip-hop side project <laughs> at the State <laughs> Theatre. <laughs> I'm, I'm on stage sound checking with like a singer and a hype man. Shout out to Sasha Simone and, um, and Renan. And, uh, and Ronnie's like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, yeah, you know, I get to the stage where I can now sell out two state theatres and my friend comes and does some stupid bullshit hip hop beforehand. I'm like, sorry, bro. <laughs> He's like, why did you just tell me you'd retired? I was like, I don't know. I thought this would be fun. This is what it sounded like. <laughs> bro, I got to tell you, I finished one song. This dude from the back just yells out, just tell a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I haven't been heckled for years, like properly heckled. I felt alive. I was like, I got a joke for you, right? Joke one, joke two. Come and catch these jokes in the car park, bro. Us, us, us. Here's the punchline. <laughs> Look, once he computed it, once he understood what was going on, afterwards he came up, he's like, dude, you know I love your work. He used to play my songs before his gigs. Right. Right. So he's like, I'm actually a fan. I'm just having a go. Don't worry. So it was all good, and it was okay. and it was a lot of fun. But I thought I thought I'd just ask the question before we do do a little bit of clickfish because we're going to head into um, some clickfish with Bron and find out a bit more about maybe even hear from Steve, see how he's going. But yeah, I thought I would ask: uh, When have you been outside your 
comfort zone. So we got a few people get in touch with us on uh, at matt.and.alex. What did you do over the weekend that got you out of your comfort zone? Sarah Delberto said, took my almost two-year-old to dinner with us, dot, 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 never again. Yeah, uh, I've been there. <laughs> um, Elizabeth Henderson said, went to a live music gig for the first time since the start of the pandemic. So there yeah. you go. It's a little bit nerve-wracking, isn't Tender, it? Um, yeah. Talia Gillette said, I did uni work on a Saturday, um, vomit face, which uh, yeah, I can understand <laughs> that that stinks. Um, went to the Wiggles. Emma Wiggles is gone and uh, Simon and Wags the dog were in ISO. So <laughs> kids were <laughs> devastated. <laughs> Oh, who knew the wags the dog would have to isolate? That's incredible. We've also got Craig. Hey. We're just talking about getting out of your comfort zone because Matt played a Boilermakers gig as a warm-up to Ronnie Cheng's comedy show. So. <laughs> yeah, so it's something yeah. I do normally, Craig. Yeah. I thought, that's it. I'm not a comedian anymore. I'm officially a rapper. This is going <laughs> to be my unveiling of the new, um, you know, branding. And I thought, I'm out of my, outside of my comfort zone, so we're asking you, what have you done to step out of your comfort zone this weekend? What would you do, Craig? Well, boys, last night I uh, went to the pub feeling a bit snacky, so I went to go get uh, my schnitzel, as I usually do. But you know what? I was like, maybe I should... Step outside my comfort zone. Oh, I tell you what, there's no zone more comfortable than a schnitz. When I'm looking at the menu, it's like it's like spotting your home on Google Maps. Like a schnitz on the menu. Oh, it's so good. So, so what did you how did you go and what, what prompted you to make this decision? Well, I was in line and you and you're there and there's so much going on and I saw someone walk past with a hot dog. And I was like, this is it. This is the night. I'm going to go, <laughs> other than the snitty chips and gravy, I'm going to go to the hot dog. And it was delicious. It was the, the best thing I ever could have done. With the oh, dog. Yes. Uncomplicated hot dog. It was beautiful. Oh, my God. You know you know what I like about an uncomplicated dog at a, at a pub? The uncomplicated <laughs> price. Because <laughs> I think spotting that. Well, what, is, they, what did they charge you? I, that's, I think it was a, that was a good part. It was $10. Exactly. Yeah, see, you know. That's uh, that's brilliant. I mean, that's still XC for a hot dog, but geez, it's a lot less than the twenty four bucks they probably could have mm. charged you for the schnitty. You still feel full, Craig. You've won the weekend. Well done, mate. That's well, <laughs> Thank well, you very much, well done. <laughs> Cheers, mate. See ya. All right, we're going to be uh, chatting to Bron up next with Clickfish. This is Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Oops. Just how you like it. All right. So it is clickfish time right now. And Bron, you've called in your unwell partner. Sickfish. No, partner's here. He won't be able to hear you. Maybe no, I'll transfer Move out of the way. Him. I'm feeling nervous. He's a very close to you. Come on, get out of the way. Get I'm going to give my headphones. Yeah, hand over. Okay, so you, you're not feeling good. Nah, uh, I'm not too bad. Uh, but, yeah, hasn't been, haven't been great the last few days. Just coming out of it now. So what happened? Uh, we had people over last weekend and uh, they were unaware people. they had it and then uh, it was too late for us. They got. And it then and you got just... it but Bron didn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we're looking like at the moment. It's been like three days and, um, yeah, she's done a negative rat every day. So, so far, so good, I guess. Oh, fingers crossed. Good to hear that you're okay, Steve. Thank you very that... much for uh, for jumping out. Now um, Bron's going to banish you back to the bedroom. Yeah, no worries. Um, Thanks, guys. As she Has Bron hosts... been... Has Bron been good, you know, has Bron been cooking soups and stuff or is she just like stay away from me? Nah, she has. And her parents have been good as well. They've given us some soup and some food. So everyone's looking oh, after me, which is nice. 
Good on yaz. All right, well, thanks, Steve. And uh, let's hit Clickfish, hey? It's our favourite segment. Let's go. Click, click, click. Click, click, click. Clickfish. Clickfish. With producer Bron. Bron, what you been clicking on? So this first one's from news.com. Headline, insane wild new bum cleavage trend. Wait, a bum Um, cleavage trend? Bum cleavage. Oh, my God. No, Bron, it's not new. I don't think I need to <laughs> click on this, okay, because tradies have been some of the most trendy people for the last 30 decades, all right? So what are the influencers doing now to, you know, adopt, to appropriate the tradie fashion? Yeah. <laughs> influencers. Well, yeah, you've heard of the underboob, you've heard of the plumber's crack, I guess, but now there's underbutt cleavage. So, oh, sorry, yeah. wait, sorry. So this is underbutt. I thought this was overbutt. This is underbutt. So this specific one was underbutt cleavage. So most of the butt was covered, but you see a little bit of your the bottom of your bottom, I guess. Oh, okay. Okay. So the very short dress. This one influencer, she's from Brisbane, Sarah Lewis. So she sparked a debate online. So she was wearing this pretty little thing dress, bright orange. She looked great in it. Long sleeve, a maxi dress, but from the back, it's quite open. Only covers, I'd say, half of your butt. And then the rest was hanging out. But she surprisingly just pulled this off. I am shocked by how good she looked in it. So it's literally half a butt. Is she wearing underpants? No, the butt is out. Oh my god! I mean, only she, like <laughs> only this model could pull wait, this off. I would be. Well, I'm, I'm there, uh, wait, <laughs> wait, I'm there. So you can see the bottom half of the butt from behind. Yes, I would say it's the like inverse of a plumber's crack. So instead yeah, of just seeing is. the top bit, you're just seeing the bottom bit. The top bit's covered. That's the most dangerous bit, Bron. Of all of my ass, that's the least bit that I want people to see. And as far as the actual openings go, they're at they're at the lower section. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. This is very close to Gooch Town, and I don't know if I feel comfortable making this a fashion statement. Yeah, the old perineum, I can see him kind of uh, situation. <laughs> all right. So, um, what, what what else were you clicking on, Bron? This one's from comicbook.com. Headline, new Netflix game show has viewers stressed out and furious. Oh, well, I saw there was a game show on news.com.au called Naked Attraction. And there was apparently, you know... That's been out for ages. Spend... Yeah, has it? Well, I saw that, that was the headlines about that. Someone, you know, getting too excited and needing to be escorted off set <laughs> to calm down. <laughs> but um, what's this new game show? The article reads, Netflix fans are absolutely stressed out by a new game show on the platform. People watching Is It Cake were furious at the real-life manifestation of 2020's biggest social media craze. So Is It Cake is the show. Mm, right. And what, so is, is, what is Is It there Cake? There was a while where it looks like there's a can of Coke, but someone gets a knife and cuts it, and it's actually cake, which has been decorated to look uh, like yes. an extremely realistic can of Coke or whatever substance or arms or shoes yeah beach balls exactly yeah okay and so now and why is it stressing people out because they can't tell because people think suddenly everything might be cake because things look so realistic that it's freaking them out well is it good bron have you watched the show 
Yeah, I've watched a few episodes. You, you know what? I'm well. Hold on, a few episodes. That says enough. <laughs> I'm in isolation, guys. I'm in isolation. <laughs> what am I meant to do? <laughs> but is some of times it not cake? <laughs> yeah. So what happens is they have a, a bunch of bakers there. They have something that they need to design off. So there's like some shoes. There was like a hamburger. There's um bags. So they have to try and make a realistic version of the object. And then they have guest judges having to guess which one's the real thing and which one is cake. And the bakers win money off it, basically, if they... Do you know what? There needs the to be judges. more stakes. The, the contestant has to should decide whether it's cake or not. And if they think it's cake, they have to eat it. Do you know what I mean? And if yeah, regardless, not just cut through it. They have to put it in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, you literally have to try and swallow it. All right, it's like, uh oh, this handbag is not cake. Now I have to eat leather. Oh. Okay, that, like that's what you should do. <laughs> they are high stakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alex Dyson, I can safely confirm that this podcast is not cake. We are. A very audible platform only, <laughs> not tasty. So thank you very much, Bron, for uh, for clicking all the links. It also answers the question, is this TV? And we'd say barely, barely <laughs> television. <laughs> a show like that. Man, imagine it getting renewed for season two. <laughs> um, all right, well, we can't wait for that. Thank you very much, Bron. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. And thank you for listening to All Day Breakfast today. Very nice to hang out with you. We did mention the Buddy Franklin goal from our perspective earlier on in the show, but what would an American think of it? We're going to leave you today with a bit of audio from the Pat McAfee show, which I actually watch occasionally. This guy, is, he's quite funny. He's a former American punter, but he's got a bit of a soft spot for Aussie rules. Doesn't necessarily know the rules, but uh, this is him <laughs> reacting to the wild scenes at the SCG over the weekend. Have a really good one, and we'll catch you for another big episode tomorrow. Bye-bye. Buddy Franklin attempted and scored his thousandth career goal. The entire stadium <laughs> attacks him. This is a once-in-a-generational type thing to happen, is what I was told by uh, Aussies tweeting me. Buddy Franklin, I couldn't help but just get overwhelmed <laughs> with joy for this guy. Woo. AJ, imagine the moment that he knocks this through with six minutes left in the game to go up 107-69, an absolute rot in the entire stadium. Says, we ain't waiting, all right? <laughs> this dude just did something awesome. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.